Shalom. Uh, welcome back to this service. We've been talking about the resurrection life, working in our present uh, situation, working in our life. We dealt primarily uh, on relationship, how the resurrection life would affect our relationship with in marriages, as a single person, and in general. And uh, this evening, it is fitting that we conclude this series of study on the resurrection life, talking about the resurrection life after death, after this age. And that is what Mary and Martha, they believe. You know, at the end of the day, at the last day, Lazarus will rise again. And that's what a lot of us, we believe. But I'm not sure how much we understand what happened next when we are resurrected, when we have a resurrection life. In the New Testament, the Sadducees, they don't believe in a resurrection. And so they came to Jesus and asked Jesus, a question according to the Jewish custom, they are to marry the widow of their brothers who, don't, who do not have children so that uh, they, are, they can continue uh, the lineage for the brothers. And so they asked Jesus if this woman uh, is married seven times in that family because they have seven brothers, each one died after she married them. At the resurrection, whose husband will, would this, uh, would be the, the one who is the husband of this woman? So Jesus replied in Luke 20, verse 34, and said, the people of this age marry and are given in marriage. 35. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage. And they can no longer die, for they are like the angels. They are God's children, since they are children of the resurrection. So Jesus is telling these people, marriage only takes place in this age when we're living on this earth. But there's another age to come after the resurrection, which is totally different uh, from what we know of our world today. And in that age that is to come, there is no marriage. You know, we are like angels, and we are, we enter into the full reality that we are the children of God because we are the children of the resurrection. So, I think we got to be clear that only in this age, marriages take place, marriage relationship uh, are to function. And uh, there is another age that is coming. 
And in that age, as Jesus clearly described to us, there will be no marriages. In other words, there will be no family as we know it today in, in our present situation. There is only one family, the family of God. There is only one Father, God, our Heavenly Father. So our relationship changes when we enter into the next age. When would that happen? How does it happen? In 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 4 to 17, he said, For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in Him. In other words, we see in the resurrection of Jesus, but there come a day, Jesus will bring those who are in Him, those who are asleep in Him, to life again. We will experience our resurrection life. Verse 15, According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are alive, still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangels and the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And, we, and so we will be with the Lord forever. So the next age uh, will happen with the resurrection of those who are already died in the Lord Jesus Christ. And they will rise first, followed by those who are still living on earth who are in Jesus. They will put on uh, immortality. They will put on a new body, as Jesus described it. This new resurrection body is like angels. And there is, is a different uh, makeup. And uh, there's no marriage for that uh, that new age. And uh, we are resurrected together to share in the kingdom of heaven on earth. It happens only to those who are considered worthy. Okay, we read it just now. Uh, those in the Luke 20, 35. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead. Okay, so only those who are considered worthy will partake of that resurrection, will enter into that age, that new age. And that age is the age of the kingdom of God, where Jesus come back, Jesus rule and reign on earth for a thousand years. And those who are worthy, who believe in Jesus, who are worthy, will be resurrected at the coming of Jesus, and they will enter into this kingdom of God. They will rule and govern with Him on the earth 
for a thousand years. So I want to stress the point that those who are worthy and in Christ will be resurrected at that, what the Bible called the first resurrection. And uh, so when Jesus uh, come again and he come to reign and bring in the kingdom of God in his fullness on earth, Satan will be bound during those times, during those 1,000 years. Let's read in Revelation 20, verse 1 to 6. And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having the key of the abyss, and holding in his hand a great chain. He seized the dragon, the ancient serpent, who is the devil, or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss and locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until the thousand years were ended and that he must be set free for a short time. So during this next age, it will be an age that lasts a thousand years where Jesus ruled and reigned. But the nations still carry on. The nations of the earth still carry on. But there are those who are worthy, who come with Jesus with a resurrection body, who are sons, uh, children of God. They reign with Jesus on this earth with a lot of human, a lot of people. Uh, nations still function, you know, uh, on this earth. But that is only for another, well, 1,000 years. And Satan is bound. So can you see during that 1,000 years, Satan is bound. Demons are all locked up in Hades. This is a new age. This is an age where the glory of God manifests, where the knowledge of God, where the government of God, where angels and, and, and we who are in Christ, who have this resurrection, who are the children of God, we rule and reign with Him and we enter into our inheritance. This is what you're saved for. We keep thinking, oh, we're saved to go to heaven. Well, maybe after this 1,000 years, you know, but then the Bible tells us heavens come down on earth. So this is what we're saved for, to rule and reign with Jesus in His kingdom. And we better make sure we know it and we better make sure we do not miss this. And we can, if we are not worthy. And uh, I want to look, read uh, verse 4 of Revelation 20. I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge and I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of the testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Jesus a thousand years. So 
you can see that uh, God is very serious about who should rule and reign with Him. And unfortunately today, in Christendom, oh, because we say it's grace and a lot of believers. Yes, we believe in Jesus. Yes, we are definitely saved. Later on, I'm going to tell you how, what is the distinction between these who believe in Jesus and those who are counted worthy. No, you who believe in Jesus, by grace, by grace you are saved, not because you are worthy. But there are those who are counted worthy, who rise again, who to, to rule and reign with Jesus for that 1,000 years. And, and God is very serious. God is very particular and, and, and about those who uh, inherit His kingdom, His inheritance. And that's why we, we, we read here, you know, these people who pay for their life because of the testament, because of the word of God. And I'm sure there are many in this era, you know, who also believe in Jesus, but they didn't want to pay the price. They are unworthy. Even though they are safe, later on we would, I will show you where they stand in the plan of God. Okay, so, but these who are worthy, these who have given their all and have not bowed down to worship the Antichrist, they are, they are killed. And that's another reason why at the end of this new age, at the end of this 1,000 years, Satan, who was bound in Hades for 1,000 years, is released. to test the, the nations of the world, to see whether they truly follow Jesus, they truly want to uh, be part of what God is doing. Because we thought, isn't that God can, God can finish the whole thing by keeping Satan forever locked up? But no, he will release him so that he will come and tame and test the nations. So can you see the heart of God? I say God is very serious. God is, God is not a, well, we, we take him for granted. We better not take him for granted because this is what he's looking for. So the world and nations will go on under the reign of Jesus, under the kingdom of God. And uh, Revelation 20, verse 5. The rest of the dead, will not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This, first re this resurrection is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with Him a thousand years. We who partake in the first resurrection, who are counted worthy. The Bible says we are blessed and holy. We will reign 
with Jesus as priests of God, as priests of God. You know, if we have been serving God as priests of God now, we really give ourselves to serve God. At the resurrection, we continue to be priests. Right? If we are not serving the Lord, even though we know that we have this royal position, we are a kingdom of priests, a royal priesthood, but we do nothing. We do not serve God. We, 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 we do not care about this, this privilege, this position that God has given to us now. We just say we believe in Jesus. Oh, you know, I'm busy. I'm this. I believe in Jesus. I love Jesus. Jesus knows my heart. But you're not serving Him. You're not functioning as priests. Do you think it's logical that at the resurrection of Jesus, you are raised to, to life again and become priests to reign with Him? Well, you decide what you want to believe. So those who are not worthy and though they believe in Jesus, by grace they are saved, I believe they will continue to be dead. They will not partake of this first resurrection. Because this first resurrection is for those who are worthy, for those who are holy and, uh, uh, and, and blessed. It's a blessing of God. It's a, it's a reward of God to share in His kingdom, to rule and govern with Him. These, will, these who believe in Jesus, they will continue to be waiting for their resurrection, which will come, which is the second resurrection. That will happen after the 1,000 years reign of Jesus. And when they are arise uh, when they receive their resurrection, which is a second resurrection. What happened? Let's look at Revelation 20 verse 11. Then, this is after the millennium reign of Jesus for a thousand years on earth, I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. The earth and the heavens fled from his presence and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they have done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades, Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. So can you see, after the 1,000 years reign of Jesus, there is another resurrection, what we call the second resurrection and the second death because the first death has taken place. At the second resurrection, everyone, great and small, are all rise again 
to stand before the great white throne judgment seat of God. And I want to put it to you. It's during this time that the rest of the Christians, yes, they are saved by grace, but they are unworthy because they never bother to serve Jesus. They, 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 they just believe and by the grace of God. So these who did not take part in the first resurrection will be raised to life again, just like everyone else. But they will stand before the great white throne judgment seat. And the reason why I believe that is because it says here, during that judgment, the book of life is open. And if their names are not written in the book of life, they will be cast into Hades or hell and lack of fire. If all those who are raised again during the second resurrection are all non-Christians, are all those who do not believe in Jesus, then what's the point of opening the book of life? Because none of their names are there. The reason why the book of life is open is because there are those who have not been worthy. And now they are raised to life again and they are safe because their name is found in the book of life. But they will be uh, judged, they will be rewarded according to their works, the works that they have done. And the others, because their name are not in the book of life, well, they will be cast into the lack of fire. So, this is what I put forward to you. I, I would not say this is 100%, well, that's it. But you consider what the scripture has written and understand for yourself. 1 Peter 1, 18, 21, uh, uh, 1, 18-21. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestor, but with the precious blood of Jesus, a lamb without blemish or defects. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in this last time for your sake. Through him you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorify him, and so your faith and hope are in him. So we know that we are, our names are written in the book of life because of what Jesus has done, because of his sacrifice for us, and we just believe in him. And so uh, here we are, in this age that is to come, we are raised as the children of God because we are the children of the resurrection. And the Bible says when we partake in this first resurrection, we will never die again. Okay? We will never die again. So this is the new age that is coming and we want to be part of what God is doing in His kingdom. In His kingdom. Remember, there's no marriage, so there is no 
individual family, but there is the family of God because we are the children of God. And so this is consistent with this series of teaching. Life is about serving God. Whether you are single, whether you are married, life is about serving God. God did not create the world so that we are created for pleasure in this world. God created the world for His pleasure to serve Him, to partake in His glory, in His life, in His resurrection, in His kingdom. That's what God has created for us for, not for pleasure. But thank God He allowed us to have pleasure on this earth, in this age. That's why in this age, there is marriage, but not in the next age. The next age, we are like angels. Angels are created to serve God. Angels are created to minister to God. Angels are created to do what God wants. And that's what we will become, the children of God, ruling and reigning with Him. In Matthew 23, Verse 8 and 9. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher and you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father and he is in heaven. So when we are in heaven or in this new age, your children will not call you father. Unfortunately. Right? They will call you brother. They will call you by your name. Because there's only one father, our heavenly father. Can you see the change, the dynamic of relationships? So all that we focus on is our heavenly father. All that we do is to give our service, our life to our heavenly father. And we are higher than angels because the Bible tells us even though we are like angels, we will judge angels. Remember, angels are ministering spirits to God and we will be ministering to God but in a different kind of relationship because we are redeemed. We are the children of God. We are not just created but we are the children of God, born of God. Born of God. Hebrews 1 verse 14. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? And uh, verse 1 Corinthians 6, 2 and 3. Or do you not know that the Lord's people will judge the world? And if you are to judge the world, are you not competent to judge trivial cases? Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more the things of this life? Verse 5, I say this to shame you. Is it possible that there is nobody among you wise enough to judge a dispute between believers? So one thing God wants to remind us that as children of God, as believers on this earth, we are to have wisdom. We are to know how to judge. We are to know how to resolve problems. 
and Eve on this earth. You are creating problems for churches. You are causing division. You are uh, uh, making a mess of, you know, things. And we learn that we can destroy the work of God. You think we are worthy to be resurrected to ruin reign with Jesus? We have no wisdom. How do we judge? Right? So, meditate on these verses. What? the implication would be. So those who are worthy are resurrected. And we reign with him. Look at uh, verse uh, Revelation 20. Uh, I think we read that uh, just now. We, 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 we talk about the first resurrection and those who uh, are raised again to live again. So we become priests in this next age to rule and reign with him and uh, in his kingdom. Matthew 25, verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. So can you see, right from the beginning, right before creation, that has always been the plan of God. And consistently throughout the scripture, as we have been learning, you know, we are created for God's pleasure. We are created to uh, inherit the kingdom that God has prepared for us. This is, this is His heart. And uh, through Jesus, He redeemed us to restore us back to this, this purpose. And uh, just a final verse, then I will close uh, with this teaching on resurrection. In Romans 8, verse 15 to 17, the spirit you receive does not make you slave so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in His suffering in order that we may also share in His glory. So when we enter into this next age, we rule and reign with Jesus for a thousand years, we are sharing in His glory. We are entering into His, His purpose that He has created us to make us His children, to make us co-heirs, to inherit what He has uh, with us. And so I hope this uh, evening, this teaching, will really inspire us to rise up to serve Him. And those of us, we think that, oh, it's by grace, and we have taken things for granted. I hope this is a wake-up call for you. I hope you will rise up and lay hold of the words and say, God, you know, understand your plan and purpose. From now on, I'm giving myself to you. I am a priest. I will rise up to serve you so that I will continue to serve you in the next age as priest of God in your kingdom. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you for the revelation that you are revealing to us. I pray this evening as we listen to your words, Father God, our spirit man would be waken up, especially those who have not taken you seriously and, and, 
and, and you're calling seriously. Father, I pray that your word will really, uh, like double-edged sword, penetrate into their hearts so that they will be awakened. They will rise up to serve you as we enter into this final uh, lack of the, this age so that we will all enter into the age that is to come. Count worthy to be resurrected again in your kingdom. We thank you, Lord. Bless your people. Speak to your people, I pray. Revive your church, I pray. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again.